Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Your attention, please. This is. The Morning Rush. The Morning Rush. With Travis Justice and Heather Burnside. This is 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station. I'm on number two of the Morning Rush. Bruno's going to be in studio talking some beer at the bottom of the hour. We have Heather's top five to finish up, plus we'll get some college football talk. Some surprising talk that I that I located. But we, I, I never did come up with one for the Hawks. Well, what's yours for the Cyclones? Well, you could do any number of of sponsors uh, because of Bruno and because of what they're known for. I'd come up with El Bait Shop or the Iowa Tap Room. Uh, craft beer is brewing. Ooh. Yeah, I don't like it. What? I don't like it. A storm I is get, brewing. Yeah, craft beer is brewing. Yeah. I could buy that. All right. Sean's on board. It's better than what you came up with, which is, which nothing. is nothing. Sorry. Hawkeyes don't need a saying. Well, here's what's baffling to me. Remember a couple of years ago when Bud Light came out with cans that weren't didn't have a logo on them or anything? It was simply the colors of Iowa and Iowa State, and weren't those considered no-nos? They had to go away? Yes. Well, because so, people, well, I think more people start freaking out than, than the university, didn't they? No. I think fans loved them. Let's hoist a Bud Light that's the color of the team I'm cheering for. I still have uh, 12 packs of both in my basement. You. I won't open them. I kept them. It's one of those things that just, you know, to look at. So let's go ahead and make this a topic of top five. Should Iowa and Iowa State do this? I think you've already answered the question. Absolutely. I've been on board for these guys selling stuff all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I want them to do it. I want them to serve alcohol. I want the masses to get alcohol. Now, Heather, we've talked about it, and, and I'm okay with it, is that I want um, no more passes out at halftime. If you're going to drink, you're going to drink inside the stadium. You're going you, to get cut off at, half t- at I'm halftime. I'm 100% on board with that. You, but make sure you can drink through halftime. Yes. I would even be okay with cutting it off midway through the third quarter. But you don't I mean, you think that's not enough time for No, I, to... I think at the beginning of the third quarter or or no, beginning of the fourth quarter, my bad. So you get and even if you went six and a half minutes into the third quarter, I, I'm okay with that. Yes. You know, charge nine, ten bucks a beer because that will really deter people from drinking a, a hell of a lot. But yes. Serve it. And take sponsorship money from beers? Yes. Like, you know, it's a Hawkeye state. It's yep. a Miller Lite state. Absolutely. There's your logo, or there's your uh, slogan. I know people will be all bent out of shape. The the people, how are we supposed to curb binge drinking with college students if we have beer sponsors? Um, I, I don't have an answer to that, but as long as I've known, uh, college kids have binge drinked. Or drank. 
Heather, before it was popular, did you know anybody that binge drank in college? Yes. Yes. Were you one of them? Occasionally. I mean, it's not like you're you're not going to stop it. Well, it's kind of like we used to say that about gambling, and now look at how gambling has infiltrated sponsorships. Kevin, welcome to the Morning Rush. What's up? Hey, how's it going this morning? Good. A couple things. I tried a sour the other day after you were talking about it on the radio, and I loved it. Good. I love sours. Sours are awesome. I've got a uh, suggestion for Iowa State. Okay. For beer. PBR. We play like our beer tastes. <laughs> I knew that was going to be there. <laughs> as soon as he said Attaboy, PBR. Kev. Attaboy, Kev. <laughs> That's wrong. I'm okay with that. That's funny. Hey, at least he had a little fun with it. You know, I'm probably in the minority here. And, but I think I think we both are in the minority when it comes to um, liking or wanting alcohol. I think there you'd get a lot of a lot of people. Go, oh my God, this is a public institution. We can't do that. What kind of message are we sending to our young people? Well, what kind of message are you sending now? By I mean, the, if you have a little more coin, you can be the ones to drink at a football game. Yeah. There's already drinking at football games. Yes. Just walk out into the parking lot. (laughs) You'll find somebody puking on a Saturday. (laughs) You'll find somebody being obnoxious. Two years ago, um, outside the IYW State game, um, there was a guy that had fallen asleep at some point during the contest wearing his black and gold striped overalls with no shirt on underneath it had a really unfortunate sunburn like i said really drunk still he's like man congratulations it's like what are you talking about he didn't even know who had won the game (laughs) there's somebody that really enjoyed his game day experience could have happened literally anywhere just drink until you pass out not sure why it had to be the parking lot of jack trice stadium I'm not sure you could care less about the game than you do already. Number five. Finally in the top five, and and Travis, I could see where this might um, get you kind of riled up. (laughs) Earlier this week, a woman took a screenshot from a baseball game of the strikeout counter. Okay. And this happens at games all over the place. You just start throwing out Ks when – Somebody starts striking people out. Well, it just so happened that there had been three strikeouts in the game so far. This woman took a screenshot. Really disappointed with this sign at the new Braves Stadium. It's definitely not okay, Braves. You'll be shocked to learn that she was quickly slapped down with, really? You don't know what that means? You really think that the Braves are allowing somebody to put up a sign that says KKK? <laughs> oh, man. People are just stupid, right? Aren't, I mean, we just have to accept the fact that there are stupid people in this world. 
By the way, have you ever wondered why a strikeout is called a K? Uh, you know, why I'm is never- that? Well, they have answers online. Okay. Everything you can find online. And apparently we uh, Henry Chadwick is the reason why a strikeout is called a K. He's the, in- the inventor of the box score. Um, his box scores changed the way people talked about the game, and he also was the one that came up with the concept of unearned runs and batting averages. He supposedly used K for strikeouts because he'd already decided that S was uh, taken for sacrifice and that K was the last letter in struck. I guess this made more sense to him back in the 1800s than it might to us now. But almost every aspect of Henry Chadwick's box score is what we still use today. I did not know that. See, this is an educational show. And they said Dwight Gooden was when the K decided when the K went mainstream. A New York Mets uh, fan is credited with starting the Shea Stadium tradition of putting the K's out in left field, and from there it kind of took off. Interesting tidbit of information. Lance says, by the way, if Texas doesn't team up with a lime company, I'm out. <laughs> That's fair. Is there a lime company? Sunkissed? Not oranges? <laughs> I think they also have lemons and... There's other fruits involved? Yeah, yeah I think so. Other citrus. soda. Other citrus. Lance also chimes in with Hawkeye Football brought to you by Keystone, the fake Coors Light of beers. Oh. <laughs> Brand says, I eschew beer to serve Natty Light. There's nowhere to go but up. That's right. <laughs> hey, come on. Is there another beer that's synonymous with Iowa State, the Natty Light? Wide right Natty Light. Thanks to Larry Eustachy. No, right. there's not. Why couldn't he have had a different beer in his hand <laughs> why why larry why he might have been the single greatest marketing tool that natty light ever had it's a possibility beer for iowa goose island because we're mostly made up from illinois <laughs> that's i could see that yeah it's also from brant by the way, Sean, Sunkiss has orange, lemons, limes, grapefruit, tangerines, and tangelos, and mandarins. Aren't they a soda company? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, I don't think so. Sunkissed? Orange soda? Yeah, but they, I think they use the Sunkiss name. Sunkissed is a, is a citrus company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never knew that. Yeah. It's okay. Two eight four five nine six six. Interact with us on Twitter at KX in a Morning Rush. Aren't they a soda company? I'm not wrong. Hey, look, he's suffering from sleep You're deprecation right. all the time. This is, explains his performance in the pop quiz too. You got a lot of crutches now that you can lean on. <laughs> Along with probably the concussions the Ameri- I've had. In the Americas, their licensees are Cadbury Beverages, Inc., which is carbonated soft drinks, and Dr. Pepper Snapple, Gr- Snapple Group. So there you go. It's the morning rush on 14th Yes! Eaten by 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. God, is that Sean's theme song or what? <laughs> Oh, man. Keep this going, Sean. You need to listen to all these lyrics. Yeah. Playing at a casino near you. The Little River Band. Take a look at yourself. Don't you want to be somebody? Oh my god. Have you heard about the lonesome loser? I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Is them squared the queen of hearts? Ooh, sure. Oh yeah. Telling you, Sean, get the Little River band's greatest hits. Story of everybody's life. Wow, those lyrics hurt. It's back when music was music, baby. Oh, you ever heard that song before, Sean? Uh, was that the first time you've ever heard no. Lonesome Loser by Little River Band? I've heard it. Can't say I've thoroughly like, listened to it. Um, but yeah, that one, uh, that one hits home a little bit. Nice. Jeff says that should be the pop quiz intro. <laughs> That's a, We could do that. Brand points out, occasionally binge drinking is the definition of binge drinking. Yes. <laughs> Tyler, Iowa football presented by Old Style. Now our students can feel at home. I like that. I like that a lot. All of that from the Royal Mile inbox. So I just retweeted a picture of, uh, of Mike Gundy. Uh, the mullet is absolutely an amazing mullet. I mean, it's, it's, it's big time. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. I mean, uh, there's no he cannot he say that it's not a mullet. Yeah, you can't say that it's not a mullet. Speaking of mullets, holy in, crap! IndyCar driver J.R. Hildebrand is supposed to be in studio tomorrow around six thirty. Of course, the Iowa Corn three hundred coming up this weekend at the Iowa Speedway. It's going to be Sunday. Hildebrand has a pretty good mullet. I did a little image check of him yesterday, so we'll ask him about his choice to grow out the mullet. But, you know, if he was an NASCAR driver, I'd get it. But the IndyCar drivers with the mullets. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I feel like they should not have. What do you call that? A Kentucky waterfall? Yeah, <laughs> Kentucky waterfall. <laughs> also, if you go to the KXNO Morning Rush Twitter page, you can vote on our KXNO Morning Rush Twitter poll, which is which is better to look at: the ESPN body issue or the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. And no surprise here. The swimsuit issue running away with the votes with 86% of the votes. 155 of you have voted already. You've got all day to do so. Like it, retweet it, do whatever you can. 
But uh, yeah, vote on our Twitter poll. So Heather, every year we here's here's what we know going into the college football season. Correct is that somebody's going to get fired when the season's over. Somebody may get fired during the season, but somebody's going to get fired before or after the season is over. Agreed. Lane okay. Kiffin. Uh, no. I, I thought, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking who was going to be the first no, one no, to go. Well, and, that's but what I know, and I know that he's just, you know, starting off. But He's actually in the safe for now category if you go to coacheshotseat.com. Where they put a wait, a minute, he's already just safe for now. Yeah, he's safe for well. There's there's or two the, there's there are two categories. Okay, hot seat, edge of hot seat, safe for now. Oh, okay. okay so, so he is in the safest he, category. That yeah. sounded to me like it was maybe one step from being completely no. safe. Like right now, number one in the coaches hot seat uh, dot com uh, hot seat is Hugh Freeze at Mississippi. Uh, of course, Hugh Freeze has won there, but he's had a lot of scandal as well. Brian Kelly at Notre Dame, number two. Todd Graham at Arizona State, number three. Kevin Summit at A&M, number four. And Jim Moore at UCLA, number five. I can I can agree with pretty much that entire top five. And Brett Bielema at Arkansas, number seven. I agree with that. There's some there's some pretty good names on there. I don't I don't get Lovey Smith at number eleven. I don't see how you could put Lovey Smith already on that big of a hot seat at Illinois when he's only been there a year. And they were just a disaster when he took over. And inherited uh, a crap show. Chris Ash at Rutgers, number 12 on the hot hot seat. He's only been there a year. I I do think Butch Jones at Tennessee. This is what surprises me. Matt Campbell comes in at number 34 just on the edge of – he's on the edge of the hot seat. And Kirk Ferentz is number 39. Both those guys fall into the category of on the edge of the hot seat. I don't know how they gather these rankings, but I promise you Matt Campbell is not on the edge of the hot seat. He's safe. I'm surprised Mark D'Antonio is 38th on the list. Yeah, because I would put him definitely in the hot seat I would category. definitely put him in the red category, and he is not there. Now, let's be... Let's be frank. Every coach is on the edge of a hot seat, right? If you have one bad season, people start going, whoa, hold on now. What's going on? You know, Dana Holgerson is safe for now, but there was a, a time the West Virginia and I, a, a coach and Iowa native was definitely on the hot seat. The only guy that's not on the hot seat is Dabo Sweeney, but if Dabo Sweeney won seven games this year, he would move right up to the hot seat. What do these arrows next to them mean? Like if it's a green arrow pointing down, does that mean that Brian Kelly was at the top and now he's moved down to number two? Because the first thing I thought was, well, Brian Kelly should be at the top of this list. Simply for the fact that he is in a lot of trouble at Notre Dame, who has had a lot of trouble finding the the glass slipper that fits, so to speak, and, and has a lot of expectations that are pretty out of line with the state of their program right now. Sorry, Sean. With you. So it's an interesting I, – I was just surprised that they would have Matt Campbell that high at 34. Edge I w- of hot seats. I would put him in the safe for now category probably in the 50s rank. I would. Now, if, And if, we've if, already covered how safe Kirk Ferentz is. Yeah, Kirk Ferentz – all Kirk Ferentz has to do is win six games, and that meets the expectations of the seven. athletic department. I thought it was seven. Well, well, okay, yeah. So he needs to average seven wins a game a year. If he gets eight, he gets a bonus. So you're right. If he wins seven games, that meets the expectations. That that's a pretty easy expectation to to live up to. 
But if you want to check it out, it's coacheshotseat.com. And and I don't disagree with a lot of guys on the especially the top thirty list. I don't agree with Lovey being there. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, I think, belongs there. I like how Bob Stoops is still on the list. Yeah, they they haven't <laughs> updated yet. <laughs> Brett Bielema, number seven, and here's the surprising thing with with him, Heather. And it's not going to sit well at Arkansas. He's been there four years, and he has a twenty five and twenty six record. That's not going to win people over. Not when they were winning like they were with Bobby Petrino. Arkansas is one of these these universities and a fan bases that think they need to be Alabama. They think they need to be Texas. They think they're bigger and better than what they really are. And if he goes 500 again or just above 500, I wouldn't be surprised if Brett Bielema lost his job. Me either. But look at that list now, and at the end of the year, some of these guys are going to be without jobs. Rich Rodriguez could be one. Cliff Kingsbury could be another. How is Chris Ash already on the list? Because it was not a good year at Rutgers. Now, I think he made a good hire in the former Minnesota coach and to be the, to be the offensive coordinator. I think – and. I, I think that was a good move. I think Lovey Smith is probably thinking, screw the state of Illinois. What do I have to do? You know, Bears fans, how do you like him now? I guess we had no idea that was going to be like the height of Bears football. I wonder if there will be any firings in the middle of the season this year. My buddy Lance Leipold, who is at Wisconsin Whitewater, now at Buffalo in the top ten. I'm going to go ahead and looking at this list, put Brian Kelly as being probably my favorite to yeah. get fired midseason. Not even looking at the Notre Dame schedule. Sean, do you have it? What, it, could, what could happen that Brian Kelly gets let go midseason? Like, who's in there that they're like, you didn't beat that? Gone. Uh, I believe, I'm trying to, th- I know they start with Georgia. I believe they start with Georgia or Georgia's the second week, and that's a night game. At Notre Dame, um, I don't know soft wise who they're. I know Navy's on there, if but they lose the Navy every now and then. Um, I think is it Temple or UMass? One of those two. I'm looking up their. Schedule they won't right lose now. to those schools. Um, they start with Temple, then okay. Georgia at Boston College, at Michigan State, Miami of Ohio, at North Carolina, USC, North Carolina State, Wake Forest at Miami, Navy. Stanford, at Stanford. You know, you look at the Big 12 mm-hmm. and the Big 10 on this list. Um, David Beatty at Kansas is the highest one in the Big 12 at number 10. I don't think that's fair. What he inherited at Kansas is just horrible, and that's going to take he, – he needs six to seven years to be able to turn that around, not three to four. Uh, Lovey Smith and Chris Ash, two Big 10 guys at 11 and 12. And then you got Cliff Kingsbury at number 18. And that's it for the Big Ten and Big 12. So, according to this, which is in this website's been around a while, uh, Big Ten and Big 12 probably won't see very much turnover as far as coaches go uh, in the season. Let's go to Leon. Leon, welcome to the Morning Rush. What's going on? Hello. 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 Got uh, 
slogan for Iowa. Okay. No cereal at Kinnick. I don't get it. Is that a bowl reference? Losing our bowls. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, Liana. Not bad. Okay. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Doesn't have to do with beer. Yeah, but... I kind of wanted beer focused, but that's okay. No Sean's shit. laughing. That was a good one. Well, come on, Sean. Nobody's pay- people can come up with a lot of Notre Dame ones. Not, I, that's I'm okay. I'm all for that. Bring it on. I'm looking at this list of coaches on the hot seat, thinking where are the expectations most at? Hugh Freeze is only on the hot seat because of the NCAA trouble they got into. Are in A and M? I don't think A and M is one of these schools too that is always going to be think they're bigger and better than Texas, and they're in the SEC now, and they'll have these unrealistic expectations. I think if Brian Kelly doesn't have eight wins this year, he's gone. And and I can understand that. I think people are finally but but hitting a point. But Sean, does Notre Dame finally have to come to the realization? that if it's going to play the schedule that it plays and it's going to have the academic restrictions that it does, that winning national titles or being in the upper echelon, it just isn't going Nowadays, to, yeah, it's not going to happen. happen. Nowadays, no, it won't happen. So when is Notre Dame going to get on board with who and what they are now? Um, How many coaches do they have to pay to go away? Think about the fact that they just got out from underneath Charlie Weiss and they may just take right up with Brian Kelly. It's I who I, wants that job? It's a tough job. And the thing is is they finally gave Brian Kelly a little room to are bringing some guys that can, you know, that maybe are questionable. are questionable and all hell's broken loose there. So I mean, yeah, guys, there's academic fraud going on, there's People getting arrested off campus, on campus. By the way, there's been academic fraud since his first season. Yeah, so I mean, it, that's... And I wouldn't say fraud, but there's been cheating, there's been... Yeah, you had your starting quarterback of the national championship yeah, team booted cheat. off the squad and out of school for a year. So, there's always... That's the thing with Brian Kelly is there's always something going on. There's always some dark cloud hovering over him. And maybe this year is the year that it finally burst and he gets let go. And then what do you do? Then you start looking. Yeah. Start making some phone calls. Seems like you go through it every six years. 
Can I say my favorite name on the coaches on the hot seat is Bronco Mendenhall from Virginia. I don't know why Bronco would be on the list. He's only been there, what, a year, two years now? Former BYU coach. What number is he? He's 26. He's he been is? there 12 years. He hasn't been at Virginia for 12 years. That's what it says. No, it doesn't. It's his, it's his career record. Go oh. back, go back. So he's been All at right. he's been at Virginia one year. He went two and ten last year. He's get, he was a twelve year head coach. Boy, they're paying him three point two million. I think that's what I find fascinating is they have the salaries for all one hundred and twenty eight college football coaches. And there's a lot of money out there. Nick Except Saban. Except at New Mexico State. Four hundred twenty five thousand. UTEP five hundred fifty thousand. Kent State, 500000 I think I'd be okay with that. No, you wouldn't. Akron, 500000 284-5966. Bruno here? No, but it's early. It is? And Bruno doesn't come in until like 738, oh. 7.35, 7.38. And it's usually like right as we're going on the air. So we're just going to be reminiscing. Good song by the Little River Band. It's the Morning Rush on 1460 KXNO. Heather... I don't know if you've seen him going around, but CNN did itself no favors yesterday. Well, can we? Can I get some breaking news before sure. we dive into the CNN stuff? Panda watch. Schwarber watch. Schwarber watch is over. According to Jesse Rogers of ESPN, the Cubs are recalling Kyle Schwarber from AAA Iowa today, hitting 343, four home runs in 11 games after being sent down. Do you think he, he sh- comes back or not? He should be available for today's game against the Brewers. Do you think he comes back or not? Comes back and starts hitting again in the bigs? No, comes back to Iowa. Do you think it's an up-and-down year for Schwarber? I think it depends on how he does. Or or does he start hitting somewhat decent in the, in the bigs and they and they get rid of him? Are they, hoping, are they hoping that he has a good comeback and then they can unload him for something <clears throat> pitching? <laughs> I, all of that is a possibility. I love though how already there's people really why is he coming back he should he needs more time in the minors. Well, I'm not going to pretend that I know exactly what's going on with Kyle Schwarber more than the people who are managing him. Well, see, and I don't think he does need if he, he listen his first night back we were there and he was horrible. But he's been hitting pretty decent since he's been here. What more can he do? I I mean, what do you just yeah. want him to sit here and hit 350 the whole time? I am a little surprised the that they didn't let just let him stay here till the All-Star break. I thought when he went on the road with the Iowa Cubs that maybe that was an indicator that he was down until the All-Star break. But, like I said, I'm not going to pretend to know more about what's going on with the Cubs than management, so he's going back up today. Um, Bruno is here. I'm sure he wants to talk about this CNN stuff, too. Well, he's got his his timing back is what it is, and you don't want to squander that. He's got his timing with minor league pitchers back. Well, yeah, maybe that'll translate. That's what they're hoping. Then they can trade him. <laughs> no, I was only, and I don't want to get into political conversation with, with Bruno here because him and I are different politically. But I just thought it was funny that uh, CNN 
gotten all the trouble. Now the, some of the CNN memes that are out are just funnier than I'll get out. I mean, they created a storm that didn't need to be created yesterday, which I just thought was, was funny. Which part did, I mean, because I was kind of keeping up on this story. Well, you know, they, they, they basically said, hey, in a roundabout way, they were going to out the person if he didn't apologize. He apologized. Well, it didn't matter, but basically if they just would have kept their mouth shut, there wouldn't have been any more memes. Now there's just memes all over the place that are hilarious. And I think it's it's funny. I Depends love what your news feed is because I haven't seen any. All right, I'll, I'll I'll share it with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there's there's a, there's a there's a lot. All I can all I can say definitively is that I couldn't be more I couldn't be sarcastically more proud of America than I am right now in 46 years of being here. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. All the all the way around on all sides. All oh, sides gets uh, at gets least my you're pride. saying that because if you wouldn't have said that, I would have. No, have all sides get my pride. Why is it that you immediately jump to the conclusion that he was only pointing out one Cause there, side? Because there are people who do, and they don't preface it by that. He I would at least tell you, it like you that. think about it, like a business person. Uh, China's eating our lunch right now. That's I would just say that right now. I mean, I was I was in China. I know, but now it's like. Now, now, now the, that you've been there. Now the gate's wide open. No, but it's just on. You see it everywhere. I mean, they're building a, they're building a train to Europe. They're working with Europe. They're, it, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. They're the doors have slammed shut on our country uh, in a lot of different. Yeah, spaces. but you got to at least admit China's human rights aren't the best. I, I would admit that no country that I know of human rights are the best. Well, we incarcerate more anybody than anyone in the in the world, and I'm not saying that the, we're mean to our prisoners, but I would say that that's a little waste of our our resources. For for some, yes, yeah, you know, I, that, that's I don't I'm not here. Hold to on, talk I politics. thought we said we weren't talking politics. <laughs> well, I don't think it's politics. I just think it's it's dollars spent, and where are we going to spend them at? I think that's always a smart way to think about things. So, but uh, but I'd rather spend them on a beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd rather have a beer with someone than to uh, well, and you know, I I come from the world of uh, no religion, no politics, and also no politics of craft beer inside the bar. Anyway, I'll talk about that outside the bar sometimes. What's coming up this weekend? You got anything going on? You, you know, I've been busy the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't. And you know what? It was funny. We were going to have uh, next Thursday. All of a sudden, within two phone calls, we are having three different breweries come to town. On the same day. And then I was like, this can't happen. I forgot about one. So anyways, uh, at the end of the day, the one I forgot about is the one that's going to be here. Uh, we'll have them on next week. It's Bee Nectar. Uh, they're a cider and meter. They're a meter- meadery and cidery. What's uh, a meadery? They make honey, honey wine. Yeah, honey and they, wine. Make, uh, they, make, they make cider. And then they also make what they call sizer and all different things that are honey and apple cider related. They're fantastic. Go look at them out on the web. Their artwork's awesome. Their their beverage is great. I've been wanting them to come to town for about three years now, and, and they are finally coming, and it's going to be cool. You know, I was thinking about you this weekend because I had my, my sister-in-law over, the one you've met who's a big beer connoisseur. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about hop farms. There's one right outside of uh, when we drive to Muscatine that there's – I mean, it was quite an operation. They're like well, – you know, 50-foot poles up in the air. I don't know what that's for. But we were just talking about hop farms, and another sister-in-law said, you know, I'd like to open a, a hop farm. I'm like, well, it seems like a lot of work, and I don't know what the return on it would be. It's a ton of work, and you got to love it, and it really— and Are Iowa hops is really good for making beer? 
They are, but we get uh, what they call downy mildew, and uh, there's some kind of uh, over. We're a little over um, humid in the summer. Yeah, it's a little bit harder for them to grow. But we've grown hops in this state for a long time. What I would say to anyone, just unless you really truly love it, it's like saying you visited Iowa for the first time and go, "Wow, that corn that looks like fun." I'm going to plant it like an acre and see how it goes. And if it if it comes out all right, we're going to keep doing it. I mean, how much money are you going to make on an acre of corn, right? Nothing. Nothing. Well, how much work are you going to have? Probably, <laughs> sweet corn, maybe. But. Maybe, but how much? If you just did field corn and you did yeah. it and you just farmed field corn, and and you only had one acre, how much effort? And you didn't have any machinery because why would you buy any machinery for one acre? How much work would you have yeah. and what kind of nonsense would that be? So what are the big poles for on the hop farm? The big poles go into the ground on a, like at a 45 degree and then they, that off that way up in the air, they string, uh, they string a wire. Okay. Between the wire, they hang, uh, they can hang different things, but they, the best thing to hang is I think it's rope made out of coconut fibers, something that's bi- the degradable. Okay. And they put that up there in the uh, in the um, up there. They string it all the way up, and then the the vines climb, and they climb something like on a on a perfect condition day, six inches or something like that. It's crazy. You can almost sincerely watch them grow. And then they climb up there, and once they kind of are strung up, then they start to uh, then they start to flower and cone, and and uh, it's only the female plant that produces the hops. And so that's you don't want to plant a bunch of male plants. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, it's, it's, it looked like way too much work. For it's me. a lot of work, and yeah. you know they have uh, well, they have basically essentially a hop version of a combine out in in the Pacific Northwest, and it's like a million dollar contraption or something. It's it's co- severely cross prohibitive, and it gets up as high as those poles you talk about, and it clips them, and then it it falls into a into a. Um, like an auger or not an auger, but a, like a belt and they land on the belt and they go up in the thing and the inside the machine, it separates the string and, and all the leaves and the vine and, and throws the cones into a hopper. And then you gotta, it, and then you gotta, and that's, that's the first part. Then you can't just have a big pile of hops because they're super, they start to deteriorate super fast. So then you got to take them to uh, a mill and you have to dry them, and they have to be dried to a certain percentage before you pack them into these huge bales. And if you don't do that, then they'll start to mold, and and you also have the f- uh, threat of fire from them. And okay, you talk and and then and then they also take them more times than not. They take them and they crush them down and they pelletize them, uh, and then they're stable um, and they're pretty uniform. And and brewers most brewers use pelletized hops, okay, because they're uniform. And that's all really kind of deep geek, but it takes a lot. It, it, it's, a, it's a lot of science and a lot of know-how to make one good glass of beer. And uh, and uh, and to grow hops is crazy. To think you're going to go out and just open up a brewery willy-nilly is, is crazy. There's a lot of uh, information you need to know, a lot of stuff you need to look back and, or read about. Uh, from the Royal Mile Inbox, Travis uh, Brandt says, Travis, check out Torrent and Ames. They'll give you a hops plant to grow. Oh, that's true, yeah. And uh, Andy, we've had Andy, friend of the show. He's been He's on. He's been on before. And he had his Arrowhead hops. Um, we planted hops from a, a crew, a couple brothers in um, Ames. They're working with the state of Iowa State. 
and uh, they're growing hops uh, at the Iowa Tap Room, but uh, they have huge fields up in Ames, and they are brewing, making some. And then we've got the Buck uh, Creek hops guys out in the Solon area, and they're kind of a bigger player in the market. I think they were talking about maybe harvesting. They have these huge wolf threshers or whatever you want to call them. You put the binds through, and then they feed them through, and then they pop it out and pelletize it. Uh, they're they're talking something about like a hundred thousand or a thousand acres or hundred hundred acres maybe that they're gonna they're kind of like have uh, their co-op where everyone brings their stuff in, then they'll pay them a certain amount and and uh, pelletize the hops. So interesting. Lots of I mean, there's a, it's there's a lot of things going on. Uh, that's that's a cool thing about the world right now, though. There are a lot of people doing a lot of things uh, that are unexpected. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of farmers that are doing planting lettuce. And I was at a field the other day; they were planting lettuce, tasted like wasabi, and all sorts of different things. And you can make so much more money per acre on that than you can on corn. And you, I think you might see a few other things like that where people who have the desire are going to be doing that kind of stuff. But I, it seems like a lot of work to me, but everything seems like a lot of work if you don't enjoy what you're doing. So. That's, the, that's the key. You have to enjoy it. And uh, everyone I've talked to in these situations all seem to be uh, really enjoying what they're doing. So Brewers included. Uh, Mountains versus the Midwest is next uh, Saturday, and uh, we'll start off about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We have uh, a DJ, uh, DJ that people may know. A local friend of uh, the sh- or friend of mine, Tim Grimes, is uh, DJing with uh, Elliot, DJ Elliot from uh, Alluvial Brewing. He, uh, I saw him DJ at a thing up in Ames. He's going to be down. We'll have uh, we'll have beers from the mountains and beers from the Midwest, and uh, we'll have a full listing out on the web here soon. We have a poster, and uh, it's going to be a fun time. Just listen to the bands. Uh, then Larry D and the Positives that night. It's going to be a good time. Plus the Moonlight Classic at the Iowa Tap Room. I'm going to be on that. There you go. But you could start, you could kick off. It's free event at our place, and uh, Moonlight Classic is registered, but uh, Moonlight Classic is to raise funds, so we've talked about them before for the Orchard Place here in town. So we got some, uh, got, we have Urban Chestnut and Exile and uh, one other brewery I'm missing right now that are sponsors and helping out with that one. So it'll be, uh, I think you register, you get a free beer, and you get a ride around downtown, police escort in the middle of the night. Nine o'clock, I think the ride starts, but it kicks off a lot earlier than that. So a couple of fun things to do between the tap room and the and the uh, bait shop this weekend, or you know, coming I, next weekend coming up. I was talking about you the other day, Bruno, I, over in my neck of the woods, for doing a fundraiser at a brewery infusion, and you know the owner of that, I believe. Yeah, we we're talking about it yesterday. I heard they're getting they're doing really well. I want to see if Bill might want to send some beer our way. Well, I, and I keep telling, I said you guys need to get you know whether it's the vanilla bean blonde or their pineapple IPA. I mean, they got some good stuff right now. That I, yeah, they even had a strawberry kiwi sour the other day that I liked that wasn't overbearing. That was was really tasty. Heather, you like the infusion. I love infusion. Yeah. It's probably my favorite brewery in Omaha. Yeah, so they're doing they're you know they they start canning a little bit. They they got some bottles, so it's uh Yeah, I I've, I've I've gone to Omaha my whole entire life. That's where we went. We never went to Des Moines and I had no idea about Benson. And as an adult, it's a lot more fun to go to Infusion and Krug Park and uh Benson Brewery there right within a yeah. walk, you know half are walking a block and they got a new tap room out west so that's where they're they're doing their heavy operations now at a different location infusion is yeah oh so they are really truly blowing up and they're also if everyone goes to omaha they're the beer beer corner usa they have brewtopia beer shop and uh and uh crescent moon a a kind of a 
bait shop esque, and and uh, they have a Belgian bar and a and a German bar too. All all right on the little corner. Yeah, it's crazy. Right off a of Dodge. But yeah, I, I was I was bragging you up again the other day, saying you really need to get over to Central Iowa so people can can try your beer. And it, and I don't know if they're ready yet. What what keeps people from doing that? I it's mean, just what, a lot of effort. It's like it? anything. I mean, if I said you know that you should. I don't know. It's it's like anything. It takes a lot of effort and for a lot of minimal amount of money made. I, I get you. It's more of an advertisement, though, and if you put yourself at the bait shop, it uh, gives you a reason to send them to Omaha. So. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back, uh, have Sean's morning dump, and wrap things up with Bruno on 1460 KXNO. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up a stage and watch a chump like a candle. Dance. It's the Morning Rush with Travis Justice and Heather Burnside on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now it's time for Sean's Morning Dump. <laughs> Here's another fun fact. Once the male ant successfully inserts his genitalia into the female, his penis explodes and he dies. Boom. (sighs) Okay, that might need a little explanation. That can't be true. It was Flying Ants Day in England yesterday, and there were a lot of flying ants at Wimbledon. And that's just one of the many things about flying ants that I didn't know until this morning. They mate and then they die. This is an educational show. It's just a, I think that's sort of a, uh, whatever you want to call it, an allegory. Is that what it is for what it's like to be a man in the world? You mate and then you <laughs> die. That's why you, you, men die. <laughs> they get kind of just suck the life out of them and then they die. They always die first, right? Not always, but. Still time to vote on the KXNO Morning Rush Twitter poll. What is better to look at, the ESPN body issue or the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue? And with 191 votes in the last two hours, the runaway consensus so far is uh, the swimsuit issue at 87%. You have you all day to vote. I think they should scrap both of them. Why? This is dumb. I don't I don't I don't I don't even I don't subscribe to Sports Illustrated. I thought the swimsuit issue was great when I was 16. It's still great. It's I don't it's know. It practically doesn't have swimsuits anymore. It's so. like I don't know. Why don't they go full on? When do you, well, hey, I'm okay with that too. I was going to put Playboy on there, but Playboy's only online anymore. So, you know, they're thinking about bringing the magazine back. I don't even know they're. They off. haven't done that yet. No, they haven't done it yet. It's only online right now. Well, they uh, they went to uh, sugar free and and they it's or whatever they reformulated like uh, Coke did, and uh, they didn't come out on the other side. The Crystal right Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> new Coke. Yeah, new Coke is horrible. Oh, it tastes so much like Pepsi, which I don't like. I'm yeah, from I'm, not, I'm from Pepsi Land, and and I never liked it. Yeah, it's too not, sweet. It's I'm weird. I'm not a Pepsi guy. I either. like the acid and Coke. We're gonna have a busy day tomorrow at six thirty. J.R. Hildebrand's gonna be in studio, or scheduled to be in studio. He's an IndyCar driver, of course. The IndyCar uh, Iowa Corn Three Hundred coming up this Sunday at the Iowa Speedway. So J.R. Hildebrand's supposed to be in studio tomorrow morning. Then at seven o'clock, get ready for a lot of energy. As John Paul Morgan is going to be at the Funny Bone, John Paul is going to stop by uh, and hang out with Heather and I for a little bit. If you've never seen John Paul, uh, great show. Uh, plus, he's just a great human being. So we'll talk to John Paul tomorrow morning. Heather, I'm going to have to bolt about 7:30 tomorrow morning, just to let you know. So <laughs> you usually say that about a minute. I know from now. he does this to me every <laughs> time. What's your What's going on this time? I have a a strategic planning meeting that I have to go to that starts at eight o'clock. So. And usually it sounds like the most lame excuse. Strategic planning that sounds so made up. 
No, it's very corporate is what it is. Well, can John Paul Morgan just hang around until he, 8? Well, he said he can hang till 7.45. Then he's got to go do TV. So, yeah, he can hang for most of the time. John Paul. <sighs> John Paul. It's only a half hour. Plus, it's the penalty. Box. I know, but I love how you just drop this stuff on me <laughs> last minute. Even Bruno notices it. Oh, well, yeah. He's, he's one of the family. He, he knows right. what it's about. Everybody have a great Thursday. Talk to you tomorrow morning. From the WCI Pools and Spas Studio, this is 1460 KXNO Des Moines, an iHeartRadio station at KXNO.com or the With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.